I get my headphones on, I select a particular kind of music I want to listen to, and then I'm already locked in. Hi, welcome to the Be Here podcast, where we talk about how we can live more mindfully by living more musically. My name is Brian Royce, and this is where I share my journey with music and mindfulness. On today's episode, we're talking about mindfulness and how it helps you to perform from the perspective of music and also fitness. Yeah, today we're joined by a special guest, a friend and mentor of mine, Marlon Burbridge. Marlon is a certified personal trainer, health and wellness coach, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, among a bunch of other things. And he's here with us today on the Be Here podcast. I'm super excited. Marlon, how are you today? I am doing absolutely great. And it's a pleasure to be here with you, Brian. Wow. The same radiant positivity as always. It's great to have you here, Marlon. Before we begin and jump into it, as is tradition, I'm going to ask you to just join me and pause and just take two deep breaths with me. So basically, you don't need to change anything about what you're doing or how you sit in. Basically, just inhale slowly and observe the sensation of air moving through your nose or your mouth, down your lungs, and you'll feel your chest rise and your belly expand. So I'm doing that now. Just observe any sensations that clue you into the fact that you have a body, like tingling in your fingers or the pressure of your body on your seat, and just become aware of the sensations as you take your second breath. I'm glad that you've chosen to be here. Marlon, I'm glad that you're actually, you've also chosen to be here on the podcast with me. We're talking about mindfulness and performance, and I'm glad that I get to have an athlete's perspective on this because um, I think that aspect of performance will only make it more relatable to people. But before we begin, I would love to just introduce you to our listeners, right? So in, let's say in two or a few sentences, it can be more than two, um, <laughs> go as long as you want. Can you tell us about yourself and your personal lifestyle mission? Uh, I am a man driven by purpose. And my my personal lifestyle mission is to leave this earth a better place, health-wise, mental-wise, spiritual-wise, than I came here and saw it. So my objective is to impact each and every one that I come across in a positive note, that they too know that they can live a better life, you know? Wow, that's deep. I mean, I love it though. And I think it's very evident just knowing you as a person. I think you're, you're very, based on what I can see so far, been very successful on that mission. Um, yes, definitely. As one of your clients myself, I feel like that's. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I've really been pushing that mission because it's something that that's not pushed on a regular basis. You know, where we need to take our health into consideration. We need to be fit around the board. We need to just take care of this vessel that allow us to carry through life. Because everything else that we're chasing has no significance if this is not intact. Yeah, yeah, you're right. How did you? I want to know how you got your start in fitness. Well, in all actuality, I got certified for myself. I actually became, got my certification because I want, wanted the knowledge of how to train myself to look better because I was prepared to compete in a bodybuilding competition. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was, it was more along the lines of Mr. Jamaica, so I can represent Mr. Caribbean. Yeah. I, um, I did that. I won, and I represented in Mr. Caribbean where I faced the rest of the Caribbean islands, which is um, Trinidad. Antigua, Barbados, and I won that as well. So I became a, an, yeah, man, I became an ambassador. I was in 2008, 2009, there about, and I became an ambassador for Jamaica, where I got a chance to travel and represent Jamaica 
across the Caribbean, in the Mr. Caribbean. That's so cool. I actually didn't know that, that you won like on such an um, international level too. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all though. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so it was aesthetic. It was an aesthetic reason that got you into fitness. Yeah, it was an aesthetic reason. And also just health and wellness, you know. Um, saw a couple of individuals like older folks who, who work out, you know, and they're into fitness. And I'm like, wow. You know, 65 year old, 70 years old. And I'm like, wow, this person can do this at this age and look this way. Well, yeah. here, here's the goal. This is the fountain of youth right here. Yeah. Instead of me speaking anywhere else, this is where the fountain of youth begins. Eating properly, taking care of your physical, you know, and allow yourself to just be active at all times. And that is actually the fountain of youth because immobility leads to lust of muscles, lust of mindfulness, not yeah. utilizing certain tools, you know. Remember what I'm saying? If you don't use it, you'll lose it. So yeah. I'm very big on that. I think you're really onto something deep, which we'll touch on in just a bit about that, like mind body connection. And I want us to talk about that. Um, and I, cause look, clearly you see the importance of training your body, right? I feel like that's clear mm -hmm. in your whole lifestyle mission and the way that you actually live your life. But what is your opinion on the importance of training your mind as well? Well, the, well, the mind is the, is the computer. The mind is the, the mind is the ultimate omnipotent being if you want to get technical with it because without the mind believing that it can do something then it won't be done Whoa. the body is the vessel that the body the mind is the engine that drives the body so the body is like a car body in a sense mm. and without the brain which is a computer or the engine the body won't move so you're saying so, the body is just a vessel and the mind is like the agent it is driving the vehicle Without you believing in yourself, without you having self-confidence, without you being able to be self-empowered, a lot of things, a lot of stuff, they're lost, you know? So, so it's really important, especially when it comes to health and fitness, especially the fitness as well, because um, in a nutshell, if you're looking to build a particular body and you want to look a particular way, you have to visualize it mentally. You have to internalize it mentally. And then physically, you apply what needs to be applied so you can reap the benefit of it. Yeah, it's so true. Um, I feel like this, this connection goes both ways, though. I feel like, in a sense, even though your mind does drive your body, I feel like your body, at least for me, also drives my mind. So, like, I started my fitness journey um, 2019 with you. Um, like it was not aesthetic that was not the reason i was going to the gym i mean yeah that was a byproduct i was like yeah i want to look good obviously but i found that when i did not go to the gym my mental health suffered like the days when i was inactive and like i felt very sloth like are the days that my mind slowed down and i just was not as sharp and the opposite was true to the days when i would force myself to go to the gym for like let's say a week in a row and then um again the next week by the time i got into that habit i felt my mind respond positively to my body being active and i find now when i feel these like um these mental health lows coming on um i feel as though i'm in tune to when that's about to happen and what i do is i just move like I, that's when i know I'm, I'm going to the gym today whether i like it or not because i feel it it's, I feel like it goes both ways. It's not just a driver in a car, but a driver's connected to the car, you know? Car, no, right. It does go both ways because in, in, in applying what you visualize internally, 
whether it is to look good or to be healthy or to be physically fit, once you've internalized it and you're applying it physically, it, it, it feels good because you like the feeling. You like how your body responds. Yeah. You like how, you know, you, you like that feeling. It's, 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 a, it's a sense of taking care of oneself. Yeah. So in doing that, you feel good about yourself, you know? Agreed. I don't want to take it too metaphysical too soon, but I feel like in some sense, this idea that the mind is separate from your body is not necessarily it because I feel like your mind almost is an extension of your body. You know, it is like a physical, your mind. Well, Brian, is... It, is. it actually is because keep in mind, um, if it is that you're not feeling well, you know, let's say you have a stomach ache or something like that. That's your body acting. That's not your mind. That's, that's a physical, that's a physical thing that's happening without your, without your control. Very true. And then that throws off, no matter how positive you want to think, it throws it off and puts you in a particular mood. Yeah. So it is, everything is, in. I believe everything is interdependent. Hence the reason why it's in one place. It's in the body. Yes. You know, so you're absolutely right. Nothing is separate. Yeah. Do you currently practice any kind of mental training? Or you can call it mindfulness training, whether it's meditation or otherwise. I actually do. Meditation and prayer. I do. Tell me some more about... um, about your personal practices and what they mean to you? Well, definitely meditation in regards to harnessing whatever it is that I want and I believe in. And just to be, just to, just to accept and be in constant gratitude mm. for life itself. Yeah. It's a form of meditation for me. Absolutely. Prayer, you know, prayer is giving thanks for the mere fact that I'm existing for the mere fact that I was a sperm that made it to the egg, for the mere fact that I'm physically able to do what I need to do in order to achieve what I need to achieve. Yeah. And so my meditation and my prayers are, are, are more constant thankfulness, more, thank, more gratification, more saying, I appreciate what is going on with me. I appreciate me being here. I appreciate the fact that I stepped outside and a car didn't hit me. Yeah. I'm just in constant gratitude of life itself. Because without it, nothing else, nothing else, if you're not alive, you know, <laughs> what else is there? Yo, you know, you're spot on with that. And I feel like your, your personal sharing, sharing right now supports a bunch of um, emerging scientific literature, which talks about the physical and mental health benefits of practicing gratitude with intention um, and how it, it has these positive effects on, um, on health and um physical health to be you know quite surprising and also just the way that you talk to people i think it translates i don't think you could be such a positive um person in the gym like when you show up in when i show up in the morning and i'm like yo marlon what's up if you didn't have that gratitude practice in place it just makes you a a lot more of a vibrant um person i feel like am i wrong you're right brian but on a serious note it's like People, person said to me, they were like, Marlon, why you don't have bad days? You don't have what's going on with you? I'm like, I do have my moments. Yeah. What I will not do is to allow that moment to interfere with the rest of my day. Yeah. At the end of the day, if I'm not going to find a pattern that put it where you get caught up with whatever happens to you, you get so consumed by it that it takes over everything. And then it throws your whole day out, sometimes your whole week. Nothing should have that authority over you. Nothing should have that power. Yeah. So I practice. It takes time, but I practice how to really just understand the moment that just occurred, understand that it was just a moment, and if I don't find a solution, I have to leave it alone. 
And that's it, because there's nothing else that can be done about it. It's already happened. What am I going to do? It's already happened. I think that's that's a big part of how I define mindfulness, which is to add to your definition, which involved gratitude a lot. To me, mindfulness um, is the practice of bringing my attention to where my attention is. I feel like my attention is often... Um, all over the place, you know, my f- either my phone is ringing or I have to attend to a student in, in class or I'm working on a task. But the practice of mindfulness allows me to kind of step back and be like, all right, well, who who is the person that is doing this right now? And where is, where is that um, person or where is that space? And then step back a little bit to um, kind of just be present in the moment and, and be more intentional about what my next action is going to be. Um, or how, as you say, how I respond to this upsetting situation um, and then move from from there, but with a posture of gratitude, like you said, to be to be aware of the fact that I am actually conscious enough to pause and reflect. And that in itself is reason to be um, thankful or to be to express gratitude for my own um, existence that I can make a decision right now. Um, for me, I, I've trained that over um, time with the practice of mindfulness meditation. So I think that the, in addition to what you said about meditation, um, for, at least personally, what that looks like is um, a, a 10 minutes a day where I just sort of sit down in silence um, and pay attention to like w- uh, an object of meditation, which is like in, let's say you're breathing. Um, and then you'll notice the ebb and flow, kind of like what we did at the start of this conversation, where you're just yeah. aware of your physical sensations. And then I'll find that my mind automatically will go somewhere else. And then the the mindfulness practice is recognizing where has your mind gone um, and then noticing where you are, then bringing it back to the anchor, which is sort of your breathing. Um, and that process over and over and over has sort of... Um, spilled over into my real life day to day where now I'm I'm frantically responding to emails, let's say, and then I, I, I'm in this habit of pausing to be like, okay, well, where is your mind at? And then take a moment to notice like your breath and then bring it back to right now so that even in even in the process of doing one of your like annoying sets when you're like, do an extra <laughs> 15 reps, um, I can sort of be like, all right, notice your mind, like notice the emotional reaction take a breath and then like get back into it. You know, that to me yeah. has been my mindfulness practice. Um, and I feel like, like I just mentioned, it helps me in the gym. I want to ask you, how does any sort of mindfulness um, awareness or practice help you, whether it is when you are training yourself or when you are training another person? Well, speaking for myself, I'm, I'm sure you've seen me a couple of times well when I'm, when I'm in my training zone. Yeah. Um, I get my headphones on. I select a particular kind of music I want to listen to. And then I'm already locked into the body parts that I want to train. So they could be developed how I want them to be developed. So my mindfulness comes in when I'm applying myself to the workout that, that I need to get the body part to pop more that I need to pop or to get it stronger. So with that kind of mindfulness, I'm locked in to that workout with no interference because there's a particular look on my face that says, no bother me. <laughs> like, don't, don't even <laughs> look on my face that, that you know. It's an unspoken 
language that says, okay, he's the best one, let me leave him alone, you know? Oh, and um, that's me being mindful of what needs to be done because I'm not pleased with where I'm at. So because I'm, not, I'm never comfortable, because I'm not pleased with where I'm at and somebody looking at me be like, but look at you, no, I know what I need and what I want. So because I know that, I am locked in and determined to get there. So mindfulness comes in when I'm applying mind and muscle connection, when mm -hmm. I'm doing the actual workout. I don't want to be doing chest and then my shoulders is overcompensating for my pectoral muscles. Okay. You know? So I have to be mindful to say, okay, Marlon, where do you want to move the weight? You're doing a bench press. Why is it that you're feeling your bench press in your deltoids? Yeah. That makes no sense. You should lock your hand a particular way, get the angle correctly, and then drive and then contract the muscle that you're working. In doing all of that, you have to be mindful. Hence the reason why you always hear me say, Brian, contract the muscle, squeeze mm. at the end of the movement. All of this is a sense of mindfulness, but not everybody can apply it if they're not mentally in tune. Yeah. So instead of doing a couple of reps where you're wasting the reps, once you lock in mentally and you apply it to the designated area that you want to train, you'll reap the benefit even more. Mm. I hear you. They, you're right. There's yeah, this mind so muscle. Yeah, so instead of, remember, no, there's three parts to a movement. There's the lower of the movement, there's the, the middle part of the movement, and then there's the lifting of the movement. So it's isometric, which is the, the middle part of the movement, concentric, and eccentric. Mm. Those, are the, those are the movements right there that you're doing. So when you're doing all of that, you want to be in control of all of that. You don't want anything to be weighed. You don't want to just go through a rep where you're just trying to finish. No, you want to be deliberate, slow it down, and feel it. And this is when you'll be recruiting more muscle fibers, you'll be recruiting more muscles, and then you'll demand it to grow or you want it to grow. It's like your, your mindful awareness is present at each stage of the muscle um, motion is, is how, exactly. how I'm understanding it. Guys, this is, this is the kind of theory that you also get when you work with Marlon. It's not just pushed away. He like teaches you about all this stuff. It's great. <laughs> but I think the parallel between that and my talking about mindfulness is really similar because even in my, my breath work exercise, um, the task is sort of to pay attention or the, these guided meditation apps will use the language, cover your breath with your attention. And it's kind of mm -hmm. like pay attention to the inhale like as it comes in, pay attention to that really split second moment when you're neither inhaling nor exhaling and then feel what it's like to exhale and your attention is locked in. It, it's almost similar to that that concentric, isometric and eccentric um, muscle motion you're talking about in terms of the breathing. When you're moving the weights as well, you have to breathe properly. Yeah. Inhale down, exhale going up. Inhale on the way down, burst out coming up. There it is. Wow, the parallels are abounding right now. Yeah. Something else I noticed, you said you have to lock in your headphones and choose your right music, right? I, I mean, you yeah. know how the podcast is already. We're a music and mindfulness podcast. Um, I know. What, do, you, do you see any connection between music and mindfulness? I, of course, definitely. Definitely. Remember, my mind on music, music, um, music um, changes your mood. Mm -hmm. Music puts you in a zone. Music can make you happy. Music can make you sad. Music can make you think. Music, music is is like is life, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. Music is life, bro. <laughs> music is the other extension of life because it really, really, really 
it taps into you without you even want with subconsciously it taps into yeah. you without you even want it to tap into you it grabs your energy your man, it grabs your energy what kind of music you listen to when when you like go on the leg press machine and you have about 20 20 plates on either side and you're also doing the shoulder press at the same time like a beast bro, like what are you listening to bro i'm really listening to some hardcore rap music some really? DMX, also, some dmx some 50 cents some like hardcore Eminem, so <laughs> yeah, man, some, some, you only got one shot, did not miss a chance to blow because opportunity, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, man, so you that got... kind of vibe, yeah, <laughs> I love it, do you, do you consider yourself a musical guy? Very much so, yeah, very well, much so. Outside of the gym, what kind of role does music play in, in your life? It plays a major role in my life because in all actuality, my, um, my father, he was a, he was a Jamaican artist. You know, he um, did his thing, and in doing so, I actually used to sing, you know, make dub plates and them kind of stuff there mm -hmm. when I was younger for different sound system and stuff like that. So I was actually going to take up the singing path. But when I understood the business aspect of it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And nobody not take me for no, no one is going to take me for a fool or take me for a ride. Now, why so did I said, you understand that English a while ago, Marlon? I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did you why did you twang to the standard English a while ago? Nobody's gonna take me for a fool. <laughs> why why I just one of them things that I go in and out from time to time, you know? <laughs> Stay with me. Gotta keep it international to cater to the international audiences, I see. Cool. Yeah, man. So what happened is that um yeah, I love music because like I said, I used to sing, I love singing. My style was along the lines of for those I don't know if you know the Jamaican singer Sanchez and singing melody, those individuals. Ah, uh, so let me see. Uh, Sanchez, Sanchez, son. Hmm. Brown eye girl, come and walk with me. Brown eye girl, come and talk with me. I want it. Yeah, that kind of vibe. You have a good voice. You tell it is, but even when you're just walking around the gym, you have a good voice. You should. It's not. It's never too late. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Can you imagine if I pursued it? It would be something crazy. I can imagine. Yeah. You'd be like yeah, the Jamaican version of The Rock who is also like a hit musician. Because <laughs> I know you would not have pursued fitness as well. You'd still be you. Yeah, because everything aligned. Everything yeah. aligned with each other, you know? Yeah, man. But um, yeah, music, music play a vital part um, in my life. I love music. My, I, I, my next question is sort of kind of open-ended, but it's in, in what ways has either music or mindfulness help to enhance the quality of your life, um, whether that is in the capacity of like um, a trainer, a friend, a father, a mentor. Um, and I know this is a really huge question, but it's sort of like, it, how does um, what we're talking about here, music and mindfulness, um, how has it elevated your, your subjective experience of life? All right, so in being a father, in being a father, you realize that um, mindfulness, you have to be very mindful of how you deal with your kids, what you project onto them, how you want them to be in regards to them becoming their own individual and having their own identity. And you have to be mindful of what you want to provide for them, the life. And mindfulness has allowed me to recognize that kids have different ways of being. You have some that are academically skilled. You have some that are, um, how would you say? They're very creative. And it's important to understand that 
from a young age, from them being a young age. So not because I'd like my daughter to be a, a doctor or my son to be a lawyer or whatever. If they don't want to do that, I have to be mindful of the fact that, hey, there's something else for them other than that. So because of that, whatever it is that they, they want to venture into, they'll have my full support, yeah. you know? So that's a part of mindfulness. When it comes to music, it also goes back to my kids as well. I have to be mindful of what's being played around them because of the influence that music has on a child's mind, mm-hmm. you know? You have to be really mindful of that to ensure that the stuff that they listen to are more positive, more upbeat, more uplifting, you know, and um, encouraging. So it's along the lines of that. In regards to being a mentor as well, um, mindfulness is important because my life is interesting, but I'm coming from a, a long way where the roads that I've taken could have led me down some paths where I wouldn't have been here. Mm. So because of mindfulness and consciousness and awareness, I was able to transition into the man that I am today. And I'm yeah. grateful for that. And the reason why I'm always in constant gratitude because of the roads that I've traveled and the life that I've lived. You know, and um, in being a mentor, I've, 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 lived, I've lived a particular life where I understand the downs of being, not, not being able to afford certain things and not being able to do certain things to the highs as to where, okay, I have my place, I have two, I have, you know, I own two properties, you know, life is good. So for me, I like to share with the kids that don't have that opportunity to see, because what happens is in a life, a lot of times when you're not, when you're not, um, how would you say? When you're not exposed to certain things, you don't you have no knowledge of it. So when you have no knowledge you of know certain you things, you don't know. Yeah, you, 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 your mind only only knows what it knows. Mm-hmm. So you fall into a particular trap. So as a as a man and as an ambassador for human beings, I I I'm just here to enlighten the younger generation coming up and you know let them know that hey I've I've been on that path before and I know what it's like, but here's better. You know, yeah. here's what you should want for your life based on the path that you're traveling now, you know? And musical-wise as well, too, like, you know, my choice in music, again, I'm very selective. It's based on my mood, based on my energy, you know? I, I listen to certain things or I play certain things, but I'm very mindful of what I take in as well because it does impact and affect the endorphins, your mood, your, your everything, you know? Yeah. So I'm very mindful of that. That's huge. I think, I mean, I have, I loved everything you just said. It sounds like mindfulness has played a huge role, like you said, in getting you to the moment in your life where you are and you're constantly in a posture of gratitude, looking back and reflecting on where you came from. But you have such a good future focused mindset as well that's targeted on like the youth, which I think is amazing. Um, and I can't think of really many better people than you to who are actually living this out day by day and like um, being like a physical, tangible example of what it means to be um, mindful and also put out things into the world um, that you want to see. Um, it sounds like also you said music has a way of of grabbing your um, your energy and helping you channel that that mindful focus and gratitude in um, positive ways, like in, in how you perform in a gym, um, which I think is really cool. Uh, what I what I love about sort of what you said as well is how music kind of affects your endorphins and how it it can like push you along different let's say energy wavelengths which kind of goes back to this idea of like it being a a force to elevate your performance is there anything else you kind of want to add on let me give an example um as as music 
goes on, I realize that things get watered down. Watered down because a lot of, a lot of musicians, a lot of young artists coming up, them don't know their history, them don't know the musical history. Yeah. You know, just like a lot of other persons in general in life don't know history and they care not to know about history. So I was saying to myself the other day, I said to myself, um, I don't like how music is right now in regards to, you know, with rap music. Because I like, I like rap. I like a good hip hop kind of vibes, you know? And I like dance as well. And as time progresses, because there's not much substance, you're not hearing good lyrics, you're not hearing good content. Yeah. It's just things, you know, it's just things spewing out that doesn't make any sense. For me, you know, like I said, I've been around music for a while. So then now, Versus had a battle between um, the Locks and uh, Dipset, which is um, two rap groups from New York, right? Yeah. Um, one is from Yonkers and one is from Harlem. Manhattan Harlem. And when I saw the energy, brother, when I, when I watched that battle and the energy that was pulling me through the television, yeah. I'm happy that rap music is no longer that way. Huh. Wait, brother, what do you mean? Brian, the, the energy at that time, remember the Biggie and Tupac war and those kind of stuff? That music, when I was watching it on Versus last week, if I was in that, in Madison Square Garden, I probably would have been in a fight, <laughs> choosing because of the energy. That's that's how serious oh. the music was. Not okay. not 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 in a negative way, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm just showing you how it affects you in both manner. Yeah. Where it's influential and it's impactful because if it is that I'm for Dipset or the Locks, yeah. and the next Monday for Dipset, brother, the energy that was being projected, it's crazy. You could you could feel the violence, like you could feel the energy. So it's like, how do you control and contain that? So mm-hmm. I take back what I said about music being watered down. I'm happy that it is watered down. Well, <laughs> because okay. the energy that in hip hop back then, bro, that was something serious, man. Isn't that crazy though? That that music, which is literally just like just sound waves, can communicate and and is a vessel for such energy is really the best word i can i can it's energy it's it's like emotion sometimes you don't even need like words to to communicate like um that wavelength that you're on but when you're there you know it and it can either be a force for harm as as you're implying or a force for for positive performance like you either wish it can be utilized yeah you can put so many examples of music being a positive force Yes, that's why we got to be mindful now, you know, of of, of, okay. of of what we entertain and what we take in. Yes. So music being, so the way I'm seeing it is, is mindfulness kind of channels which direction the music takes in a sense. And you can exactly. channel it in a um, destructive or constructive way, depending on how you are on, on, on the posture of your own mindfulness. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's deep. Exactly. <laughs> Brian is powerful. It's really yeah. powerful because when I'm in that, when I'm in the gym in a brand and I'm working, it's war against the machine and, and I'm winning. Yes, it's I'm winning. Good. I love that. Yeah. So because I'm winning, I have to equip myself with the ammunition that's going to allow me to execute my work all the way I should. Mm. Love it. And, and music it. amplifies that in the direction you're trying to perform. It amplifies it, man. Trust me. The kid. You know? Um, words that I would like to leave um, with your audience is that um, number one, we can't live without mindfulness because at the end of the day, we got to think about others. we got to think about what we're doing in life. And in thinking and in thought, that is mindfulness. 
you stopping to reflect and analyze what it is you're going to do or how you're going to go about doing it. For me, that's a sense of mindfulness, to be yeah. deliberate in your actions mentally before you apply it physically. Yeah. You know? That's for me, that is mindfulness to me. So, you know, in parting, just saying to your audience, be mindful of what you say to others. Um, think before you speak, because what you sometimes think is not exactly what you want to project. Hence the reason why them said, never react to somebody's action. Mm-hmm. Think about it before you mm-hmm. project it. Take a breath, because take two breaths. You can't take words. Exactly. Once the thoughts become words, it's over. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Before you go, can you just give us the name of, let's say, an artist who you just can't get enough of right now? Is there somebody who you're just like really obsessed with at the moment? Maybe they're new. Maybe it's like a long-time artist. It don't matter. Somebody who I'm really, really obsessed with at this particular moment that I can't get enough of. Wow. Again, like I said, I got to go back to my rap music, man. And I'm sorry that the kid passed away. It's Pop Smoke. Uh, I like him. Yeah, man, I'm sorry that he died at an early yeah. age, you know? Is there a one really, song that you like the most? Yeah, man, I like him. Um, the song that I like most from Pop Smoke is... <laughs> <laughs> Baby, welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first folks yeah man that put me in a different kind of vibe man the song of the week courtesy of marlon burbridge marlon yes, thank you so much i think you have so many so many great points that i'm gonna go have to like really meds on after this valuable insight as a as a a mindful person but also an athlete somebody who has lived with music for so long thank you so much for being here Pleasure's all mine, Brian. Big up yourself. And for your for your listeners, then remember, follow me, MB Caribbean Fitness on Instagram. Just for your just for your fitness tips, all right? MB Big up. Caribbean Fitness. One world, one aim. Where you go? One love, one aim, one destiny. There you go. Marlon Burbank. <laughs> Thanks so much, Marlon. Take it easy. Brian, and keep up the great work. So remember to follow the podcast on whichever major platform you get your podcasts at. You can reach out to me at Brian Royce on Instagram to leave your comments and feedback and reviews on the podcast. That's Brian with a Y. It would also make me super happy if you'd like to keep up with my journey as a musician by streaming my music on all major music platforms and connecting with me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, The Works. I'm here for the genuine connections. If you think there's someone that I should invite onto the podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to talk to them, especially if they bring a fresh perspective to the table. So as you move through the day, remember to be here and be mindful of where your attention's at. Make it good, make it groovy. Catch you next time on the Be Here podcast. Thank you.